Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to episode 30. So as part of our hope to help you feel prepped and ready for the holidays, we have Sarah Collier back today to talk about boundaries. And um, if you listen to our episodes, we did really early on where we talked about the mind and the emotions in our integration series. Sarah was our guest then. She is a licensed um, marriage and family therapist at Tapestry Associate and Associates or Associates? Associates. Associates. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, I had it right the first time in Marietta. And um, Sarah, do you want to just intro yourself real quick for anyone who sure. didn't catch those earlier episodes? Okay. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Sarah. I'm, yeah. A professional counselor and work at Tapestry and mostly work with young adults and teens and mm-hmm. um, now a lot more moms and wives is that's been a bigger part of my story too um, yeah and it's great yeah and boundaries are your passion I would say like even yeah. on that earlier episode I could tell you were just like <laughs> I want to talk more about boundaries out. so yeah <laughs> we were like let's just share it all with us mm-hmm. um So we have, we're going to kind of go into what boundaries are. And then you were saying like some common myths people have, like there's a lot of fears when you start kind of setting up more rules around how you're going to live your life. And then we're going to, we got some questions from people um, that kind of fell into some general categories of questions. So we're going to talk about those too. But first, do you want to start talking about just boundaries? Go for it. Yeah. Well, it's become my passion because I'm very bad at it. (laughs) Very, (laughs) very bad at it. Yes. Um, I was definitely um, compelled to get to the root of what was going on. And I've read this book. I can definitely reference the Boundaries book by Mm -hmm. Cloud and Townsend. And, you know, this book has been a bestseller. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they've almost created a whole dynasty of this content and have all these editions. And um, it's just really good. It's a Christian perspective, but it's also super, super practical. Yeah, Um, I would say, like, every friend I have who has gone to counseling, like, one of the first sessions, they're like, have you read Boundaries? And then they, like, are like, go get Boundaries and come back and talk about it. Like, it's just so foundational. Well, I'm a huge, I'm a huge reader, read a ton. And so I get often get asked what are, like, my top five Mm -hmm. favorite Uh books. And this is, and I'm, I'm, I love to read a lot of fiction. So most of my top five are fiction. Mm -hmm. But I think that everybody should have this yeah. book on yeah. their bookshelf as a reference. You, know, you may not read it all the way through in one right. setting, but use it as a reference. Okay. Totally. So we'll obviously link to this. We've yeah. linked to it yes. before, but we'll link again. So. Yeah, and their website has tons of resources, yeah. and they speak yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I've read it multiple times. I usually joke that I have to read it, like, yearly because I just yeah. need this refresher of, like you yes. said, foundational just information. Um, and I'm, you know, I love listening to all the Enneagram stuff. So I'm a nine and I'm super oh, peacemaker, yes. super conflict avoider, super like harmony and just want things to be peaceful or my, what I've learned is my perception of peace, which is not actual peace. Oh, yeah. Um, so boundaries for me were always really hard because that conflicts, you know, yeah. to want, yeah. you know, peace and avoid conflict means you got to lose something to, mm-hmm. to get that win. And it yeah. usually just means the cost is my own needs and right. my own, you know, self basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the more you read about boundaries, the more you learn that it's freedom I mean that's always the word I use Mm -hmm. that it's freedom um and if you think about it especially from a spiritual perspective it's 
It's saying, I am living a truthful life. Mm. I am living out of a place of truth that says, this is good. (laughs) This is me. I am good. All of my thoughts, feelings, desires, needs, behaviors, you know, all of that is me. And that's good. Um, And it is to be honored by myself and by the people around me. And, you know, God already has deemed that. So I just got to live out of that place. And then I must honor other people in that same way. Um, And so that's, that's freedom. It's not being a slave to fear. It's not being a slave to any other thing that holds you back from living out of a truthful self. Like fear that somebody will be disappointed or fear that, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll hurt someone's feelings or any of that right. stuff by saying what you need. Oh, so how would you define, yeah. do you have like a good working definition of what a boundary is? Yes. Um, so a lot of people get, and we can talk more about the myths that come with this, but a lot of people get nervous because it feels like you're just throwing up walls mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. or you're cutting people off left and right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that's not what it is. It's not walls. Um, sometimes it might have to be a wall, but generally it's not walls. Yeah. Um, the way the book describes it is fences with gates. Mm-hmm. And I really like that yeah. <laughs> because a fence corrals you know, what is yours? This is my property. This is what I'm in charge of. This falls within my self or my identity and my, my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see it and other people can look over and see it, but there's a clear delineation of where it ends, where mm-hmm. I end and you begin. Yes, mm-hmm. We all can see it and understand it and accept it. Um, and there's a fence there because sometimes I might be open to, you know, letting some good in and keeping some bad out. Yeah. And um, it's a little flexible as needed. And mm-hmm. um, but it's always clear. It's always there. Yeah. Um, so that's what a boundary is. It's it's keeping yourself in, keeping the good of you in, keeping the bad of others out. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, but it's flexible. And so we need that definition yeah. because if, if that's not defined for us, then things get very blurry and we yeah. don't know what is me, what is you. And that's why a lot of relationships get very, um, you know, destructive sometimes because we, we just lose ourselves in the midst of whatever that dynamic is, whether it's too much giving and, you know, not enough protection or or letting someone take advantage of us or whatever. And we just, we feel like we can't stand firm because we don't know what we're working with to begin with. Um, and yeah, that's just not a truthful yeah. place. Yeah. So for me, the, yeah. just to kind of, since we're talking general on boundaries. So I, I grew up, I grew up in a, in a home where in a non-Christian home that was also um, in a divorced home. So my, my parents are, were remarried multiple times and, all of that stuff. But one thing I did learn as a child is actually really good boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was taught that very well. And I just don't struggle with that. Like yeah. people who are nines and some other of the numbers mm-hmm. struggle with boundaries. I don't really struggle. Like that's not, it's not hard for me to set boundaries. But one thing that happened to me when I became a Christian when I was 18, I started to get this sense that like when you put those boundaries up you're not being very christian mm-hmm. i just use air quotes right um that it's not you know you know it's not that it's not something what would jesus do jesus went you know and i, and I don't know if anybody ever explicitly said that right. but it was this idea that like 
um, you know, this meek and mild and well, and it's women. It, yes. And if you put, well, that's true too. Yeah. But if you put up a, but if you put up a boundary, then that's hurtful. And right. so I, that what, where I've struggled since then in my adult life is I know how to do the boundary, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like guilty when I put it up. Yeah. 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 So like, just as a general, yeah. like, like just addressing, like, what does it mean to put up boundaries in a way that is still God honoring? Well, I'm so glad you said that because it, it, like, and I, this is usually what my go-to when I talk about it. It is the most loving thing you could do to yeah. set a boundary because it means you're wanting to like commune with that other person again from a truthful place, yes. from a place Ooh. that's already loving yeah. yourself really and it's cool. honoring them and it's saying, I see you and yeah. I see me and this is the way I'm loving you by coming to towards you from this more truthful place Mm -hmm. and for me to pretend or like walk on eggshells or deny a truth that's right there is actually really unloving and it may cause it may prevent like a momentary discomfort but in the long run it is it is more unloving to act out of a place of Mm -hmm. like pretend or, or or untruthfulness and um you know and if you think about it this really stood out to me recently that we're made in God's image and God is a Trinity who has a clear definition of who he is and who the rest of the Trinity is. And they are in community with each other and yet they are separate. And so Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's our model. We're made in that Mm -hmm. image that we are like a separate individual creation and we are in a, a steward of that creation. Like, this mm-hmm. is mine, and I'm responsible for it, for honoring it and protecting it and loving it. Yeah. Um, but I'm also wired to be in community, too. Yeah. So I, I have to live in a way that is also doing the same to the people around me. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, reflecting the way God does that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you think about it that way, then there's yeah. no argument for, like, why it would be unchristian to yeah. have boundaries with people. Right. Because, you know, being nice or avoiding conflict is not the same as loving. Yeah. And, no. like, I have to tell myself that on a daily basis because that's yeah. really, really hard. Especially if that person doesn't like your boundary, you know. Like, yeah. what do you do then? We can talk more about that. But, um, yeah, it's a tough place to be. Yeah, and it just breeds resentment, really. Like, if you're, you know, thinking you're being, quote-unquote, nice or Mm -hmm. sweet or accommodating. And then you're just, I mean, and it's funny because, like, I've, I've definitely had bad boundaries. I did I did not grow up knowing what boundaries were. And um, this has been something I've really had to learn as a kid, or, I mean, as an adult. There you go. I'm not Mm -hmm. a kid anymore. But, um, (laughs) and I think, yeah, it's been really hard for me to even know, like, what an appropriate boundary is and like live into that yeah because I think there is so much guilt coming in if like depending on how you grew up or like what people wanted you to be for them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like living up to other people's expectations and other people's like perceptions of what a girlfriend should be or a daughter or a friend or any of that stuff so um one thing I've been thinking about that I wanted to do is like kind of a disclaimer toward the beginning what if you're the one with bad boundaries? Because the thing is I grew up in that. And then I turned around and had really bad boundaries on other people and Mm -hmm. had expectations of people that were not appropriate. And that's been a really hard thing for me. Cause when I read a lot of people read the boundaries book, I think, and are like, 
Yay. I Other ha- people are mean to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I read it and I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> I have problems. Like mm-hmm. I am, I am the problem. So if someone's feeling like that, let's give them a little bit of grace and love right now. Cause I think yeah. that's a really hard thing before we jump in this conversation is you might see some of yourself in the offender. Well, and you're a hundred percent right that, yeah, it, it, it looks a lot of different ways. And the, and the book again talks about like the definition they use is like boundary injured, Mm -hmm. boundary injured. So it just means you didn't learn it right. Yeah. For whatever reason, whether that means you are maybe more like me where you're the avoider and maybe more prone to get taken advantage of, or you're the other way where maybe you are more aggressive or a little more like thoughtless towards the people around you. Either way, you're both doing it wrong. Right. (laughs) And you're both causing potential harm. And are unloving. Um, That sounds really harsh, but I'm just saying um, it's not just, you know, the abuser and the abused all the time. It's really just anyone who learned it wrong, which most of us didn't learn it great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone kind of needs to come back to this equal footing that says, oh, okay, here's me, here's you, and I'm going to honor it both. Um, But people just get off and varying ways and I think we can just like make it like it's better to be the one who's really nice all the time and have to deal with that but if you're like sure. the aggressive one it's like really yeah. but I think they are equally like like injured. you said yeah yeah. And yeah. yeah so I just wanted to address that so if you feel yeah. convicted as we're talking know that like me too <laughs> and um <laughs> you know it, it really is just a learning process for all of us and we're all coming to a place of hopefully yeah. just wanting to be people who know how to love one another well right and right. we have different paths to that so okay well I was going to share another thing um that I'm thinking of as y'all are talking and a, a big question to ask yourself if you're confused about where your injury lies is is what am I responsible for mm-hmm. um and you were kind of saying like other people make me feel guilty or I have to live up to expectations and um, or maybe I have too high of expectations of other people. I make them feel guilty or all of the above. I'm either under responsible or over responsible. Um, And so again, it goes back to your fence. Like remind yourself, I'm only responsible for me a hundred percent. Like anything else is pretend town illusion, not Mm -hmm. real. And kind of like, when we talk about control and things mm-hmm. like that, it's a similar yeah. concept, but I'm only responsible for my stuff and I am never responsible for the people around me. And when you ever. say stuff, you mean like emotional yes. and myself. So my thoughts, my feelings, my behaviors, responses. Yes. My, yes. My, my needs, my convictions, you know, like all of this stuff that dwells within me, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for good, bad, whatever. It's something that I'm in charge of right. that I'm like, the steward of and should be accountable to. Um, And the people around me, again, they're only responsible for this. So we get mixed up because we say things like, you made me feel this way or you did this to me and like, look what you made me do or just things like that. And you're Mm -hmm. like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) Like, that's pretend. That's not real. I feel like this is, that's where I have struggled is Mm -hmm. that I have put other people's response. So I'm okay with setting the boundary, Mm -hmm. but I've put a responsibility on myself that they respond okay to the boundaries. That's Um, a great point. And it's interesting because my daughter is very similar and you know we're now into third grade 
nine-year-old girl territory yeah. where this is starting to become, um, you know, it's just social situations and re- friendships and that kind of stuff. And uh, when we had um, Heather McFagan on uh, a couple months ago, she she just referenced the idea of the hoop, mm-hmm. like you stay in your hoop. Mm-hmm. And like, and I felt like that was a really good, yeah. so I have used that over and over and That's over great. with her because fences don't really make as much yeah. sense to her, but like a hula hoop makes a sense yeah. to her. Yeah. And I'm like, That's I even great. physically put her in the middle of a hula hoop. Oh, and I'm like, this is your hoop. Yeah. And then so whenever here. she comes home and says, you know, something happened and we role play and I'm like, oh, you should say it like this. And then she comes home and says, I said it like that. And then they got upset. And I'm like, it's not your hoop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not your hoop. That's yeah. not your hoop. That's their hoop. This right. is your hoop. You did the right thing. And they're upset about it, and that's their hoop. That's their you know? Yeah, you're not responsible for what's in their hoop. Right. But like, I need to hear that as an adult, oh, not gosh, just as a so child. Yes. You know, to know that, like, um, I mean, it's one thing to when you're. I'm not talking about being intentionally selfish or hurtful. Right. right. But like, when you are setting boundaries, or you're speaking truth, or you're protecting what needs to be protected within your hoop, mm-hmm. if that offends somebody else, or they get right. defensive or whatever, that's their hoop. Right. Um, and but it's so hard, especially when because. I fall more into the people pleasing role mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's so hard because you get so concerned about oh, what yeah. other people think about you That's and so that hard. you like take this offense that they maybe they don't like you anymore mm-hmm. or whatever so if she struggles scary. with the same thing it is it is scary yeah because yeah. again that's our core desire is to be loved yeah. and accepted yeah um but but if that's the way we're asking people to love and accept us like through this kind of messy manipulated servants then yeah. it's not real yeah, yeah. yeah. so it is, we're inviting them to honor our boundaries um, mm-hmm. and we can't make them. Um, yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is, and so then the question is, well, how do I check myself in those moments? Um, and again, go back to, well, what am I responsible for? Was I, was I kind in the way I set them? You know, mm-hmm. was I considerate of their feelings? Considerate is different than responsible. Yes. I tell people like, be considerate, you know, like yeah. you can say, you know, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but, you know, whatever. And you can be considerate, but I'm not responsible for. That's yes. still yours at the end of the day. Was I kind? Was I considerate? Did I did I try to have good timing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, like, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I have to say my truth. And yeah. if honestly, if they can't receive it, that has more to do with their own stuff than, like, we're yes. a bad person. Then, I think that's the key to remember. Yes, like, then. I need to, like, etch that in my brain. Right, yeah. In right. that, that, like, that that's their issue. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have presented in a way that has been considerate yeah. and loving, but it has also been firm and it's been true. Right. Clear and yeah. clear, yeah. and they still are upset about it. Mm-hmm. Then that's their struggle, right. and um, yeah. and it's not it's not a, about me, and, yeah, and who I am, and it's it's something they're dealing with, and it's just so yeah. hard to remember that in the moment. So. Yeah, and yeah, I read something recently, especially in when it comes to marriage, which we could talk about this for a long time in marriage stuff, but. I read that, you know, the example is someone, you know, your husband does something that upsets you and then you get mad at him for it. Um, The example was saying, well, the real problem you have, and, you know, this is different for different cases, but usually the real problem you have is is a disappointed desire Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, they did something mean to you. Yeah, Um, right. Usually, you know, so, like, if that person you're trying to set a boundary with gets mad at you it's because they're frustrated that what they wa- wanted didn't come through yes. yes so 
if you can remember that, then you're like, yeah, that would be yes. frustrating for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. And like, you yeah. can grieve that. You yeah. can say, I feel bad. I hate that yeah. you're sad. You know, like if you need something to be sad, I'll sit with you while you're sad. <laughs> but like, that's yours. I can't be sad for you. Yeah. I can't prevent you from feeling your feelings. I shouldn't. Um, Cause then it's, and honestly, then it's unloving to you because it's taking away your opportunity to like feel the weight of, of honestly, of cause and effect. Uh, yeah. And if you think about your kids too, like cause yes. and effect is the best way to learn because yeah. it's supposed to shape you into making better and better decisions as you go. And if we're taking away their opportunity to learn that, it's actually really hurtful to them. Right. And um you know, they may not understand that in the moment that we're giving them an opportunity to grow, <laughs> but yeah. um, that's what it is. Yeah. So as we're talking about like kind of building boundaries, um, like just thinking, so say somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I need some help here. Yeah. And they, is there like a practical way? I mean, I'm thinking through like, okay, ways to know your own boundaries. Like you need to know who you are. You mm-hmm. need to know your limits. That's where you it need starts. to know um, your responsibility. Like, the, can you kind of talk us through that sort of like knowing you know yourself your boundaries so that you can yes. know what you're, because yeah. I think my tendency is to be like, everyone leave me alone. Like I'll get overwhelmed and I'll be like, go away, leave me alone. I'm not helping you. And mm-hmm. that's, also not you know what I'm saying like so I feel like I build a wall instead of a fence Mm -hmm. because I'm just I don't know so I'm just wondering and then some people tend to just not build anything and then get trampled so yeah like how do we know what our boundaries are how can we build those yeah it it definitely takes developing yourself and so honestly a lot of the stuff y'all have been talking about and personality and you know just all the things that make you you Mm -hmm. if we can spend more time really just like raising awareness of that, Mm -hmm. of like, this is what my feelings are. This is what my thoughts are. And they are good. Um, And I can feel, first of all, yeah, like you said, I have to feel stable in them first, or at least some semblance Mm -hmm. of that. Um, I know what they are and that, that they are appropriate and good and of me. And then my next step is I have to communicate that. Mm. It, it, it's pointless if I just like kind of know and then never tell yeah. the people around me. Right. Um, yeah. So communication, because again, we're wired to be this communal creature. And so we, we have to update <laughs> the yes. people around us, even our most intimate relationships and our, our husbands, you know, everyone. We, we have to tell them, hey, just so you know, this, what's, this is what works for me. This isn't what mm-hmm. not yeah. doesn't work for me. And right now, you know, and I'll keep, I'll keep you updated. That keep may change. Okay. Well, and that's being considered In this season, yeah. right. It's not just yes. saying like, it's giving no, I'm tool. not doing this anymore. That's yes. how I tell people. Yeah. It's like, hand them a tool. Yeah. Tell them what, what they're working with. So again, you're giving them an opportunity to grow and, and to serve you better um, and to honor you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you have to, and that's what setting boundaries, air quotes again, um, means it's it's communicating the people around you like, hey, this is what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And um, if, if I'm struggling with something, I may have to set different boundaries than mm-hmm. maybe I would. Or if it's a certain person, I may have to set different boundaries with them than other people. Or if there's, it's just like a more, you know, difficult season I'm in, I have to set different boundaries. So we really have to stay attuned to ourselves yeah. about you know, what we're able to give and receive in any given season and then update the people around us. And if the people around us are for us or boundary loving people, they'll be like, great, thanks for the information. That's super helpful. 
awesome. And I'll do the same for you. Great. Thank you. Um, and if they have a hard time with that, then they have a hard time with that. But I mean, all we're responsible for is, is letting them know the information and, you know, in a loving way. Um, and so I always tell people like, if you're doing that, if you're like, yes, I'm going to set some boundaries and (laughs) you start doing it, um, it's going to cause ripples. Mm -hmm. So just watch out. (laughs) Um, and hopefully you're doing it in a very like methodical in the book, does a great illustration of like kind of the step-by-step process, but it's like baby steps of like little, little yeses and nos and really start from a place of safety. Like go to the people who you know are trustworthy Mm -hmm. and kind of practice with them first before you just like call up your long lost uncle and be like, look, here's a a lifelong (laughs) grievance I've had with you. Um, That's obviously going to go badly. So, and then you're going to be like, see boundaries don't work. And then, so don't start small. Um, but yeah, um, start in a safe place, update the people around you lovingly. Um, and if it causes ripples, that's, that's theirs. Yeah. Um, and again, we're not responsible for their reaction. So I think for me and identifying boundaries, like what, what, what's always a trigger for me that I know that this is a boundary. I need to set two areas. One thing is what makes me really angry. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. what is it that like sets that anger off in me? And then I have to like assess, am right. I angry about it? Because yeah. I'm self being selfish in this situation. Cause there are reasons that we're angry for, for that. We don't need to set boundaries that we just need to deal with right. ourselves. And then there, but there's sometimes that anger creeps in because we haven't set a boundary. And right. then, or at least for me, this is my personality. And so we stuff it and it comes yes. out in anger. So yeah. usually an anger is a good like indicator for it me. Is. And the other one is like anxiety about a situation. Yes. Yeah, like So really something's good. coming up and I feel super anxious about it. Why do I feel anxious about mm-hmm. it? Do I feel anxious about it because it's something new and I just need to push through? Mm-hmm. Or am I anxious about it because I took on something I shouldn't have? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or I've said yes to something I shouldn't right, have. Right, and right. and then that's another trigger for mm-hmm. me. So my question comes that's in on that. So, so use that as an example. Like there's some a situations coming up. I've made a decision and I've said something and then I realize that I probably should have set a boundary mm-hmm. at that point. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, good question. Yeah. yeah like kind of in the moment. Yeah. Well, and you made a great point. Like those emotions and kind of go back, going back to our emotion episode um, are indicators. They're, they're helpful information. They're telling you like, Hey, this, this doesn't work for us. Just so you know, yeah, this is too much. Um, so really, yeah. Check those and let them teach you whatever they're trying to teach you. Like you said. Um, but yeah, in a situation like that, you might just have to bite the bullet yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little bit um, and say, all right, note to self, like yeah, it's time. this yes. person or this event or this situation, like is not going to work for me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, well, like, let me just make sure whatever it is that's about this that I want to be thorough with. So I understand next time or if it may look different, I'll assess that. But um, but use that to help you make a better decision in the future. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me. Um, so the last couple of years, so my twins are almost four. So when they came along, I thought um, being a good mom is being everything to everyone. I think a lot of new moms probably go through this where it's, it's like you're in a tough situation. So then you're like, I'm going to like just be super mom. And like you're trying to do everything. And um, during that season, I started learning more and more about how I was an introvert. 
And like, mm-hmm. I had known that, but it, I saw it as like a handicap kind of, yeah. like, I was yeah. just like, I can't be an introvert. Like right. who has time to be an introvert? Yeah. Like I have to like, like I have a husband and like kids. And so anyway, it, it became a thing with my husband and I, because he is not. And mm-hmm. like, I, like he just did not for the longest time understand that I needed alone time. He would take mm-hmm. it personally. Yeah. He would get really upset. He would be like, are you mad at me? Like all this stuff. Right. And it was just this like really tense thing in our marriage. And then finally, like, I just had to, so what I did, I just kept saying like, I'm sorry, I need alone time. It's not you. And I would like Mm -hmm. let him pout Mm -hmm. and I would go do my thing. And now finally he gets it. But sometimes it does take a long time, but it also took me owning that part of myself because my first reaction when somebody's pouting and being upset, especially your husband is like, oh, I guess I'm just asking for too much. Right, right. But I had to really discern that with the Lord that like, no, this is like an actual need. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't me being selfish. This isn't, it's like, I do not function well during that. And I think that for me has like, so you're talking like anger, anxiety are kind of triggers for me. It's like, am I functioning well? Mm -hmm. I look at myself Mm -hmm. like a machine. Like, am I running smoothly? Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. what what do I need more of or less of? And so for me, a big thing was like the alone time and like really prioritizing that has Mm -hmm. been a boundary for me and continues to be because if I don't, it doesn't happen. And see, I'm the opposite. So I have too much alone time and I do need a little bit Mm because I know I have kids and Mm -hmm. there there needs to be some silence sometimes and I crave that sometimes. But sometimes when I'm going through a hard season, I do that too. and I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and I need to be with people mm-hmm. but instead I run and like hide and mm-hmm. then when I notice things aren't going smoothly it's because I'm not in enough touch with other people yeah. and yeah. I've had to like realize that that's something I need I, as an extrovert like I mm-hmm. need the comp but it needs to be the right people right right know, and, and like figuring out like who are who those life-giving people mm-hmm. are that I need to make sure that I'm in touch with because that's when I I feel like I'm running smoothly versus yeah. the ones that you know, suck the life, you know, so. Right. um, And and that's what good boundaries are is they're, yeah. Going to the people around you and saying, this is, this is what I need. Yeah. And um, it's scary to tell people your needs and it's really risky because they may not honor them. Yeah. Um, But hopefully you've, you know, I tell people to take wise risks, you know, so Mm -hmm. if it's someone who is, yeah, a safe person for you, then it should be fine to tell them you need and fine. It's actually helpful information for them, for them to love you better. Yeah. Um, And so that's what boundaries do is they communicate to those around you. Here's how you love me well. um, And then let me do the same for you um, in very like guided ways. And I think if someone really does love you, that's how they'll feel. Now they might not initially, because I know for me, when somebody has set a boundary with me, Mm -hmm. my first initial thing is to get defensive or be like, I don't understand. Like, what did I do? You know, mm-hmm. that's my personality. Mm-hmm. And then I realize after a while, if I sit on it, that really like, I love that person. And it was loving to them to show me what their boundary was. Right. So like flipping that, like if I'm going to set a boundary, like I need to, yes, they you might like what you were saying about Chris, with the pounding, like, like initially there, there might be like some pushback there. Mm-hmm. He's going to hate that I said yeah. he pouts on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. all the time. It's fine. I just I'm a powder too. It's fine. Um, but, you know, I, I think that remembering that even if the initial reaction's not mm-hmm. good, right. if there's someone who really loves you right. and they really are like for you, then they'll come to the realization that mm-hmm. you did the right thing. But 
Initially, it might not feel like that. Yeah. So, So, okay, we're talking about assuming all the people we're setting boundaries with are pro-boundary and loving. But most of the people you have to really set boundaries with, I feel like, either don't care what your boundaries are and they just want their needs met. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like Rebecca BC, me, before, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, how do we... (laughs) It's gonna say it's gonna sound like you're talking about before Christ. No, I'm talking about before Christ. I, I like say that about like not Christian Rebecca. Like, I know, I know, issues. but just I wanted to clarify for everybody. You're yes. not talking about before no, Christ. not before Christ. Um, but so how? I mean, because that's the thing. Like, I feel like in a perfect world, everyone would want to love you well right, and right. would be knowledgeable and wise to the stuff. But a lot of people aren't, and yeah. they just take things really personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think are. of like a lot of my family members are this yeah, way yeah. And, and it's just like I immediately get sucked into that like codependent like right. oh you made me sad or yeah. like, you know whatever so how do we how do we deal so with people hard. who aren't because that's really the question right yeah well let's definitely talk about family <laughs> in a minute but um it gets to go back to cause and effect okay so it's just saying like um well first of all it does take courage to even muster up the ability to communicate yourself to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't even do that, like if they're so unsafe, just that's where the wall comes in. Like just okay. back up. They're, they're not going to receive it. If for whatever reason they've told, like shown you through their actions or words that they're not receptive to that, just wait, just pray about it, move away, mm-hmm. protect yourself. Um, but if there is wiggle room for you to communicate to them, um, again, it's just you. So you communicate to them, Hey, this is what works for me. This is what doesn't work for me, whatever the situation is. Just wanted you to know, like just offering up information for you to use as an opportunity to serve me better or not. Um, and if they handle it really poorly, that's helpful information for you too, because that yeah. says, oh, okay, they're not able to respect my boundary. Yeah. So cause and effect, I will have to like, whatever the consequence that you deem appropriate is, but usually it's just like taking a step back from them, whether mm-hmm. that's emotionally, physically, you know, whatever. Um, it's saying, yeah, there's going to be a little more distance now okay. until I can see that you're able to respect me and my boundaries. Um, and sometimes that's hurtful and aggressive, but sometimes it's just they don't know how. And yeah. so they need some time and space to learn. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, it just goes back to cause and effect and, and, and consequences. Um, and you can communicate the consequences to them. You can say, because you can't blank, I'm going to blank. Um, and like, this is what we do with our kids too, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. where you're yeah. like, if you can't do this, then this will happen. And like, that's, you do yeah. with that what you will. Um, but that's yours to decide if you want to engage that or not. Um, but sometimes we don't, you know, communicate those consequences and we just have to do it on our own because they're not receptive. Um, yeah, if you, if we have more examples, we can think about that. But, um, and I think that's a helpful reminder for me because then, like we were saying earlier, I start to feel really in charge of making sure they're okay and they're not mad. And and they sometimes um, want you to feel that They way. want you yeah. to be responsible like, for that. Yes, definitely. Um, and that's, and like, I, I tell my husband too, like, especially when it comes to family, like, tell them, like, I'm sad. Like, I'll grieve with you that you're upset, especially if I care about you. Um, <laughs> if I don't, like, sorry, that's your thing. Um, but yeah, I can be sad that you're sad, but I'm not responsible for your sadness or for making you not feel sad not anymore. Feel sad, like, yeah. Um, you go feel sad and it's no fun to feel sad, but go feel it. Um 
and I, I will grieve with you, but like, that's not mine. Yeah. Um, so, so what yeah. if there's been like a historical bad boundary situation? Mm-hmm. I kind of made a joke about this on our Insta stories, but this happens sometimes where you have like a, a family member who maybe will like have too much to drink and act inappropriately, whether it's mm-hmm. like getting handsy or saying something really inappropriate that makes you uncomfortable. Like, what if this is something that has been going on your whole life and you're like, this year, I'm going to have boundaries. Yeah, yeah. But historically, you haven't. Yeah. So is it something that you think, because I've heard people say to, I've heard people say, you know, kind of deal with it when it comes up. I've also heard the suggestion that like, sometimes it's better to say it ahead of time and just say mm-hmm. like, if, if you do this this year, right. like, this will happen. Like, what, yeah. what would you suggest? I know it kind of depends on the situation. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Well, I think both of those, you know, could be wise. Um, and, and I would say, just check yourself before you enter into that situation mm-hmm. or check with your family or your husband or whoever who's going with you and say, look, we got to be prepared for what we're going to say yeah. and what's okay with us and what's not okay. Um And yeah, it definitely depends on the safety you feel with that family member. So again, you could kind of gauge that, like, are they receptive? Are they not receptive? I mean, if they're drunk, like they're not going to be receptive. So that's going to be kind of pointless. So you may have to resort just back to like that cause and effect of like, nope, if I see this behavior, this is what I do. Do you think you should like, so say someone always gets drunk. Yeah. I mean, is it like in the moment when it happens, do you say, oh, no you just did this. I'm walking away. Or was it something you would, should we maybe say something the next day? Yeah. You know? Well, again, it's like setting those boundaries and saying that stuff is helpful information for that person. So if that's your goal, if your goal is to say, look, I want to clue you in, this is not going to work for us. If we want to maintain our relationship, that's the goal is for us to continue to be connected. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm helping you out by telling you this information. Um, if that's your goal, then yeah, I would definitely bring it up. Definitely not when they're (laughs) drunk. Um, but if it's, I hate to say this, but if it's a family member that you're like, look, I see you on Thanksgiving and that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like then you can kind of determine like, what are our more kind of internal boundaries where you say, I'm just not going to give you the power to think about it anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to like fret about it or worry about it. I'm just going to take emotionally take a step back. And say, you go do your thing. I'm just not going to be around it. Or mm-hmm. I'm not going to be physically around it. Or I'm, it's not going to take up any space in my mind or my yeah. heart. Mm-hmm. Because that's not mine. Yeah, I think um, you have to check the relationship. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. If it's somebody that you're around a decent amount and you have a decent relationship with, then that's when you may have a conversation. Right. I think, yeah, like you said, if it's like the uncle you see once a year, that you just like right. you set up your own boundaries. You may not have that conversation right. with them. Yeah. You set up your own boundaries. And, and you may want to be prepared going right. in with what right. you're going to do and say. So. Yeah. And if if there's another safe person there, like a, an aunt or your mom yeah, or yeah, whoever yeah. else, maybe yeah. you check in with them and say like, look, can we be on the same page here? Yeah. Like, yeah. If, the, if we see this, this is what we're going to do. Just yes. know that. Can you support that? Um, so find the other safe people who can join with you on that, yeah. um, sure. you know, or protect you too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. And family is weird because, and this really stood out to me reading the book, family is where we first learn boundaries, you know, like mm-hmm. that pure attachment time, like mm-hmm. as a baby, even like where yeah. we learn, where am I safe? What's not safe? Um, like 
who am I? Who are you? You know, all that mm-hmm. like kind of like toddler separation and like yeah. attachment, all that stuff that we learn. Um, and so if we learn it in an un- unhealthy way, even if we grow up and we become healthy adults and we're really mm-hmm. trying, um, we enter back into that family environment and it just yes. like floods us. Yes. Like we just That's all correct. right, go right back to that old kind of like childlike way of thinking of like, oh, when he says this, I do this. And right. like, if dad gets loud, this is how I react. And like, it's just like... It just floods us, um, even if we're doing great in our marriage and in our friendships and everything. And um, so, yeah, I feel like family time, you know, especially the holidays where there's a lot of expectations about everyone's here and it has to be great. And um, it's it's heavy. It it's is. really heavy. And, and it's a hard time for people. And I feel like I want to talk a little bit about, I think, like us who are sort of middle aged and have aging parents. Like, I think this mm-hmm. parents of adult children is a whole thing. Just that whole dynamic of, like, they want things to maybe be the way they were when you were a kid. Yeah. But then you have expectations for your family that you want to meet. And that's really hard for them. And they Mm -hmm. don't understand. And you love them. And you don't want to hurt their feelings. But, like, maybe you want to stay at a hotel instead of staying at a house. Or maybe you just – it's just better for your family. But then you feel like you have to explain it or you're Mm going to hurt mom's feelings. Like, whatever it is. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of thing is where it gets really tricky because we – love our parents and however there's just you know you have your own family now and there are things Mm -hmm. that you want to to do with your family that maybe don't involve everybody else or might be more private special times so like right I think that's a really tricky thing I guess just maybe our stage in life but like I feel like yeah yeah I we you know we asked a lot of friends questions and we brought it up on Instagram and then it comes up in a lot of the questions they were slightly different Mm -hmm. but they all kind of boiled down to like how do you be, how do you set boundaries as adult children who mm-hmm. have your own families? Yes. Um, and there's so many different, like, specific examples of, you know, setting priorities and knowing when to go for holidays and when not to. And right. how to have your own traditions while still, like, mm-hmm. because on the yeah. other side of that, like, you also want your kids to have a relationship with their yeah. grandparents right, or whatever. Right. So, like, how do you just, like, navigate all of that mm-hmm. while at the same time being true to what's important to you and to mm-hmm. your family while still honoring your father and mother because we're called to do that as well so like what does that look like and just knowing that like they're all in this stage of life where it's like they want things to be the way they were when yes like we were growing up so like to our parents it's just very much like well when I was this is what we did so why don't you want to do it and then it becomes this thing of like are you questioning my parenting or you know what I mean it's just there's it's loaded it's very loaded yes yeah, and Go you know, it's hard. To, it's hard to, yeah. Well, I'm still figuring this out. Let me tell you, especially with little kids, where it's like ours. Our daughter's just two and a half, so we're like still kind of trial and erroring mm-hmm. this. But um, and you know, my husband's family is in Ohio, and then I have family in Texas, and we're kind of spread all out, so it's yeah. extra hard. Yeah, um, that's too. So um, yeah, I think it comes like what is my responsibility? Okay, so my responsibility is to. First of all, check what we want and be on the same page as a family about that, which is hard because some years you may want different things and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, So first check that. Then we have to communicate it um, to the people who love us in a way that is loving and honoring and respectful, but not responsible. And then I have to remind myself this, and you kind of said this a minute ago, um, it's like I got to give them the freedom to feel sad about it. 
it's okay yeah. if they're sad. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for it, but uh, yeah, if, if they're sad and, and again, I try to say to our family, if this happens, like, yeah, I'm going to miss you too. I really wish we could come. I'm sad, but this is our choice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can determine how much, like, actual explanation you mm-hmm. want to give. Like, I, I tell people, like, give information so that, again, because it's um, building connection. But don't yeah. give, like, with apology or yeah. with. Yeah, that's um, a really good. Yeah. Or, like, um, yeah. you know, uh, discrediting it because it, it, it's it's saying. Apologizing them, for it. Yeah, like, it, it's oh, saying, fine. like, yeah. oh, like, this is bad that I want this. But no, it's good that you want that. And, and you're helping them understand that it to see it as good too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to give some explanation, that's helpful. But um, I can't make them understand. I can't make them be okay with it. I can't make them whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to grieve it and that's okay. Yeah. And hopefully like we can all learn to like grieve the loss of our need while honoring like something else for the people we love, like at the same time, they can live side by side. Um, And I think that's the hard part. If we, if we like feel that twinge of sadness in them or or outright anger (laughs) or whatever it is, then we feel like we're wrong. We're bad for wanting that. And then that's when the guilt comes in Mm -hmm. and we start to like self condemn and, um, feed that and that's just so misguided so Um, I have a couple of questions okay first off my first question is so the one of the things the first things you said is that your family has to come to a conclusion on what they want and then you communicate it so my question comes in what if you can't agree on what you want so like how how do you how do you yeah the dueling needs in families because you know we're we're bringing two families of origin together and so and we both have um, and I'm talking in the marriage situation, like you both have needs and wants and things that expectations for the holidays. Right. So like, but you're married. So it's not like you can just right. be like, well, I don't care about your needs. Right, you right, know, right. And I don't yeah. care about my needs. Like yeah. because you're a family unit. So like, right. how do you come together on that? Yeah. And, you know, and that's what good boundaries in marriage looks like, um, which when I first heard that, I was like, boundaries in marriage and they're supposed to be one, but we're separate. And like, that's, yeah. you know, we can spend yeah. a lot more time talking about that, but yeah. that's still time to say, okay, I respect your needs. Here's my needs. Like, let's negotiate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's literally sit down together and from a place of love and, and figuring out what's best for us as a unit, um, let's look at it all with each other and remember that we're on the same side, we're on the same team, and we want the same goal, which is a healthy, happy experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, it's going to take some negotiating and some yeah. honoring of each other's boundaries to say, these are good, um, yeah. but what is best for us right now in this season? What's practical? Um, what are gonna, the consequences going to be if we do this or that? Um, and That's then so have good. a united front. Thinking through the entire, because it's yeah, easy to say yes do. and to not think about, right. well, after we say yes, right. what is this actually react? going yeah. to require right. of us yes. as a family? Yes. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think it's, yeah. um, it's a good point, too, because I think, well, I don't, this can't just be our marriage, but, like, we had a lot where, like, we both just wanted to do what we had always done. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even, necess- like, around the holidays. It was just kind of like, well, this is what we do. So we really had to be, like, 
what do we really want? Like, or what are we doing just out of habit? Right. Yes. right. And like having that conversation yes. and then feeling and getting underneath both of our motives. Right. Because yeah, there's right. a lot of guilt there because you don't want to yeah, hurt your parents. Definitely. So there's a lot of guilt yes. underneath that. So for us, a lot of the boundary work has really been like, well, what do we actually want? Right. And right. if you really figure that out, I think it's easy. Yeah. And what, yeah, what's ruling my decision making? Yeah. And yeah. I, I really wanted to reiterate that, like, when you are determining your boundaries, anytime you're unclear of them, ask yourself, what is my motivation? If it's anything other than like, I, this is a free choice within me to do this for you out of a loving place. Like I'm freely choosing to whatever serve Mm -hmm. you and in whatever way, then it's healthy. Even if it looks like I'm doing a lot or whatever. But if it's anything other than that, like resentment, obligation, I mean, that all dwindles down to fear. It's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what will happen. I'm afraid of what you'll think of me. I'm afraid of the consequences. I'm afraid of like, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever will happen. If fear is my motivation, avoidance, any of that, then it is no longer from a healthy place. Um, And so if you're feeling like, oh, I just really, we need to really see my parents this Christmas. Why? (laughs) Because you just love that time and it's good and it's healthy for your family or because you're afraid. You're Mm, afraid of what they'll feel. Will they be mad at you? Will they make you feel guilty or hold it over your head? You'll break tradition. They'll be upset. And I mean, of course, consider their feelings. But like if that's ruling your decision making, then it's no longer healthy. Leave and cleave. I mean, it's so true. Yes, it's so saying. true. Yeah. Well, and this all goes leads to my other thought or question or mm-hmm. whatever is that um, I think there's this cultural narrative that the holidays just suck, and you say it. Yeah, totally. TV shows, it's in everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like you know what? Just push through because holidays drink a lot just suck with your family. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, just like you, you can you can make it through one day of Thanksgiving, or you can make it through a couple days of Christmas. Right. You're just, like, so push right. through, and then like you get to the other side of you, are like, man, that was horrible, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. and like your kids sense that, mm-hmm. and like it causes right, tension right, in your right. marriage, and and so like. I, I think we need, and I don't know if this is really a question, but like, just need to let go that that has to be the case. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to be like that. Like, yeah. And I, you know, one of the the big things in our marriage, so going back to like coming to a conclusion on this is what our and our kids are all we've been married seventeen and a half years. Mm-hmm. Our kids are almost nine and almost six. So like, we've been. We've been doing this for a while right, longer. Right. And so for us, like, we know what we want in a holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and now it's just, like, sticking with it. Right, because it's right. hard. Because you can, even when you set the boundary every year, like, your family resets and things yeah. really change your mind, yeah. right? And so. how That is so true. They always think, like, yeah. well, maybe, oh, maybe this sure. year yeah. they'll be seven again. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And so you have to, like, constantly, like, enforce right. the boundaries, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and, um, but. I, I have to resist that thing that, like, this is just what being a family is. You just, yeah. like, push through. And there is a, some of that. Like, you do do some of that in a family. But, like, mm-hmm. also, it's a, a big thing with David and I is we come into a decision together mm-hmm. of what we want. And then whoever's family it is has to put, the, push the, put up the boundary that person needs to deal with it. So yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of a specific example for this holiday season. We've made a decision about my family. Mm-hmm. That I agree with, he agrees with. I don't want to set the boundary, but we both agree, <laughs> agree to the boundary. Yeah. And but it is my responsibility to set the boundary because sure. it's my family. Yeah. And I think yeah. what happens I sometimes is that sometimes 
what causes tension is that the person whose family that needs to be dealt with shirks their responsibility. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boundary still needs to be set. Right. But like the other person trying to deal with the other person's family, mm-hmm. like that just never goes it well. Does. Like you have to take yeah. responsibility for your family in a marriage. And a lot of tension that I see in marriages, whenever Dave and I talk to couples that have been married last mm-hmm. time that I was like, mm-hmm. a lot of tension I see is when the one person won't stand up for their family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like you, you have to take responsibility for your family. It's not yeah. your spouse's responsibility to take responsibility for your family which is extra hard because you know yes. your spouse has that objective opinion yes. or at least hopefully but like they're not so loaded in the history of yeah. Bad yeah. boundaries in the family and so for yeah for you to turn to your own family of origin and willingly <laughs> enter back into that like old yes. way that old dynamic is really hard yes. and mm-hmm. you can probably anticipate how it's going to go especially if the rest of your family kind of hasn't matured in their boundaries either. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just the thing to do. And I, I just continually remind yourself that I am loving by doing this. I'm loving yes. myself. I'm loving my family and protecting my current family. And I'm loving them because I'm being truthful. I'm telling them like, look, this is yes. the way it's working for us. And if you want to love us and be connected to us, this is what we're needing. Well, um, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot in my family. Where I will set up a boundary around my kids. Yes. Like, um, I'm thinking sugar. Mm-hmm. My kids, yeah, yeah. the holidays, everyone wants to be the one family member who gives them a treat. But then they get 10 treats, and guess who has mm-hmm. to deal with them all night? So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am just... And that's one of those things where my family will laugh and keep doing it. Oh, yeah. They're like... And I think this is really common. Yeah, Not always yeah. sugar. It could be like we put yes, a limit on gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And they just blatantly ignore you. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you do? Because yeah. you can't rip the brownie out of grandpa's hand in front of your kid. And you <laughs> yeah. can't just, like, take the gift away. So, like, right. literally, what do you do? Because it's, really it's very frustrating. This happens to us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that might be a little bit of a case-by-case thing yeah. where you kind of say, all right, I'm going to let the thing with Grandpa slide. But, like, but the, again, the people, especially the ones I feel most safe with, like if it's mom or who, whoever it is, to check in with them and say, look, I need your support on this. This means a lot to me. Um, you know, don't apologize for it. You don't have to say, like, I'm really, really sorry, but... But you can say, like, this is the way we're working right now, and mm-hmm. I feel really strongly about it. And could you support me in this with the rest of the family? Um, and it may be, like, little momentary things where you, you know, their hand in that candy cane over, and you're like, I think we've already had enough for today, and just kind of step in. And you might have to be a little bit of the bad guy, but... Um, it might be a little bit of a both and where you yeah. check in ahead of time uh-huh. and then like as needed along the way you step in um, and then figure out which are the things that you can let slide. But but again, we always feel that like twinge of like, this is so disrespectful to me. <laughs> like you're outright, yeah, like, like you said, like denying what I've said to be true and good for us. Um, and so I do think honoring that in you before it turns into long-term resentment Mm -hmm. is more important than like that momentary bad guyness of stepping in. So do you think like even if like the next day you just shoot a text and be like hey I know that you like this is I don't know if this is right this is what I've done. I have been I have affirmed what they're trying to do so I've been like I know you love being uncle whatever. Yeah yeah yeah. My kids love that. Yeah. But when you or when they have too much of this, they mm-hmm. act this way. So yeah. I would really appreciate it next time if we could find another way for you to be fun, Uncle. Right. While also honoring 
my rule. Like I've sort of done that. And then another thing I've done, I don't know if this is right, but I have let them deal with the repercussions. So (laughs) if they've all given them too much sugar, we've had a couple times where we stay later than we normally would. And I let them see. And I'm like, yeah, this is what happens. Because a lot of times you go home and they don't ever see it. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's right, but that's what, maybe that's a little passive aggressive, but we're just like, here, this is like literally what happens. Yeah. Logical consequences. Yeah. 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 I, and I think this goal goes, goes, also goes back to clear boundary setting because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think that everybody knows right. that we don't uh, want our kids to have too many gifts or too yeah, much sugar yeah. we want to use those examples. Right. We just sort of like, well, that's what normal parents want. So yeah, that's true. Instead of clearly saying, so this is what we've had to do mm-hmm. like with our, our family members with gifts and like, mm-hmm. and they've all honored it. Nobody's not honored it, but yeah. we've had to, like in the past, I'm, I thought in my head, but I didn't actually really right, communicate right, right. it. And then I got frustrated later. Yeah. And then and I'm like, okay, each one of you, because I have a lot of, there's a lot of grandparents because yeah. you know, my parents have been remarried several times yeah. and we have good relationships with all of them. And so, and we know there's not very many grandkids. Like on my husband's yeah. side, my kids are the only ones. On my side, there's only a couple of mm-hmm. grandkids. So like, they get a lot of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. And, and, and I know the heartbeat is that the grandparents love them mm-hmm. and they're not trying to spoil them. They just love them and want to get them things. And they've all been very good. So I'm not saying that they haven't been good, but mm-hmm. like, and when I say, you know, I only want you to get one or two guests and you to get one or two. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, everybody getting them 10 guests and then they have 500 guests or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, but I have had to be very clear yeah. in expectations. And um, also, I, I mean, I have been known and I've said it up front. That was so great. Those five gifts that came in for mm-hmm. me from Amazon. But her birthday is in two months. So I'm going to save a couple of them for the birthday. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. like, That's a so great that idea. they can still have them. Right, right. But it's just, like, delayed a little bit. And they've mm-hmm. been, uh, the family members have been very okay with that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And I've had, but you have to be clear. And I think right. sometimes you think we're clear, but we're not. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Definitely. And then sometimes, like, with, like, the sweets thing, I hate it. But, like, you just have to be, like, mm-hmm. you know. That sometimes, like you said, this is the way it's going to go. It's yeah. just the way it's going to go. So it's finding that line between like yeah. just always giving up mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, the, the third brownie is just going to happen today. <laughs> you know, right, or whatever. Right, right. So it's, it's hard and not let that like get to you and take it as that, like as a sign of disrespect or something, but it's right. more of like, it's just how it's going to go in this moment. Yeah. It's really well, hard. I think that, yeah, in that example, the point to remember is like, if I did go to that person ahead of time and say, this is what I really need from you. And then they outright didn't do yeah. it. Um, then it's reasonable to feel yes. disrespected of and course. to go to them later and say like, Hey, you know what went wrong there, but we talked about it. Um, but yeah, I think we really do need to keep an eye on like our responsibility for telling them ahead of time or not. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. determining like where our values lie and like what is more of like an offense to us and what's not. Yeah. Because um, again, for every person that might be different. Sweets to you may be a big deal and to like, you know, some other member of your family, it's not. And um, yeah, that just takes education. What do you do if there's pushback on your boundary and you get that sort of like, you're such a fuddy duddy or you're no fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's like an appropriate response to that? Yeah, that hurts, <laughs> you know, because that's their aggressive or passive aggressive or whatever way of saying, I don't like what you're setting up in front of me. I don't uh-huh. like you mm-hmm. asking this of me. Um, and they're now they're allowed to not like it mm-hmm. you know they're allowed to get their feelings hurt or to like get upset with you or whatever 
Um, so you're going to feel hurt. Um, but the book especially talks a lot about reactivity. And so mm-hmm. like to really check yourself in that moment and to say, yes, I'm hurt. I didn't like that. Um, but I'm going to stand firm in this boundary and say like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but this is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to not react out of a place of that hurt. Um, yeah. And even if that takes a little time for you to step back and then come back yeah. to them later and reassess your feelings. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of this of like translating people's messages into what they're actually saying. Yeah. (laughs) And so when they're saying that they're just saying, I don't like your boundary or like, I don't like the way this makes me feel. And like I was saying earlier, it's like a disappointed desire. They're allowed to have that disappointed desire. They're disappointed. Um, but I'm not responsible for it. And so if they're going to be reactive towards me in that disappointed place, that's, you know, crossing my boundary. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to do the same back to them either. Exactly. Um, yeah. And just kind of perpetuate that cycle. That's true. So that's so a lot easier said than done. If you've agreed or not agreed, what if you haven't agreed on mm-hmm. what? So what if you and your spouse don't agree on what the boundary should be? Like, what do you do? Like, Ooh, at what yeah. point do yeah. you still honor your own boundary? And at what point do you, like, Good question. Agree to disagree, or like, what? Yeah. What if you feel like you have a boundary? You've expressed that to your spouse; they disagree with that boundary, so it's hard for you to come together and make a decision. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> I mean, that's hard. Um, and and if if you two can can really help each other check again, like, why? What's the block here? Yeah. Are we? Like, is there one of us that's really just struggling with the kind of like the fearful motivation part that I can't let go of? Like, I'm just, I can't not go to my parents' house. Like, it's just so important to me. Um, So then your question is, okay, clearly that one person is really not ready to like heal from this injured boundary place. Mm -hmm. So then do I want to serve that? Um, and say, okay, look, we'll do one more year, but like, this is maybe we'll do things a little differently this year, baby steps through it. Maybe we'll go, but we won't like do it exactly the same as, and then we'll decide for the year after not to do it. Um, like how can you work with that other spouse to say, okay, I'm not going to like force you to do something that you're really not able to do right now, but there does have to be some growth if it's, if it is truly coming from that fearful place. Yeah. Um, but if it's just like two people who like just genuinely like their families and it's good and then, yeah, you're going to have to pick one. Like there's going to have to be some sacrifice or some give and take. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's where honoring people's boundaries is important, but also respecting the fact that they can't change overnight and you, you can't like get them to be okay with it immediately. Um, so yeah, for a marriage that takes a lot of. Yeah. working through yeah that's a really beautiful way to say it though just like looking at them with compassion yeah. I think like I just don't give my spouse the compassion I always give to other people and yeah we don't see that I, I think and somebody a friend of mine said this recently and um, that she was in counseling and about marriage stuff and she was saying their counselor was asking her to see her husband as a human uh-huh. and at first she was like she thought that was so weird she yeah. initially called me she said so weird. of course I think he's a human it's my husband. Yeah. But then she was like, then she realized what the counselor person, meant like by that, yeah. that their actual yeah. person yeah. who has their own fears mm-hmm. and hurts. And like, I think sometimes when we've been with someone for so long, we kind of mm-hmm. like forget that they're a person 
who's struggling yeah. has the mm-hmm. essence that they're dealing with too. And so I think that's a really, that's a really good point. And a lot of times if you yeah. do meet someone with compassion, the problem does get so smaller quickly. because they feel yeah. heard and affirmed right. and then they're more willing to yes, right. I agree. work right. with you. I agree. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Were there any more specific questions that we got? Or? I don't think so. Can you remember any? I think most of them surrounded making, you know, decisions with your spouse and, um, yeah. and like, um, making your, your own family a priority. Um, I think that's, mm-hmm. you just have to, like be okay with that being okay. Mm-hmm. Like being mm-hmm. okay with the fact that your immediate family is your priority. Right. Your spouse, your children, yourself is a priority and they come first. And then the other people like you branch out from there. But sometimes that's hard, especially if you come from a big family mm-hmm. that always does a lot of stuff together and right. stuff. It's like what's the most important thing for your immediate family? Right. You know, I think most people that's what they struggle with this time of year. Actually I have a question, a personal mm-hmm. question. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't think my family listens, but um, <laughs> no, we're all wondering. So I just end up default hosting Christmas because no one else like steps up. Mm-hmm. But everyone wants to get together. But nobody offers to host, so I end up hosting. And I think a lot of times my, like, resentment when the holidays are over comes from, like, the whole thing, like, well, Rebecca loves to cook. Mm -hmm. Rebecca loves to host. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, it doesn't feel like I'm doing it from a place of, like, wanting to do it. I think people make assumptions, and then I end up feeling like, well, I guess I'll host and just make Christmas great for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um... I'm just not sure how to really navigate that because I do want to see my family and it does, I mean, logically it does make sense for us to host and I can't exactly be like nominate someone else, but I've had a couple of solutions. I'm like, maybe I just don't invite everyone over. Maybe I just like, if, mm-hmm. if no one offers to host, maybe it's just like me, Chris and the girls, mm-hmm. or maybe like, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to do in that situation. Yeah. Well, why can't you nominate someone else? I try, and they have excuses Yeah, to not host. Um, Can you have excuses? Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, like, you can honor their their reasons. And like you yes. said, you can make sense. It makes sense for you to say, sure, maybe I do have more resources. So uh-huh. it does make sense for me. But I have to make sure that is a free choice in me right. that says I am freely choosing to do this because it kind of makes sense, but also because it is good and I want to. Yeah. Um, but sure, there are parameters around that of like how much I do, how much I delegate. Delegating mm-hmm. is huge. and mm-hmm. But all of that um, has to be informed like to the people around you ahead of time. And so if you go ahead and say, sure, we'll do it at my house great um that's a free choice I'm giving no one's making me make that choice um but here's how it would be really helpful for it to go you know can someone else bring this can someone else bring that mm-hmm. you're in charge of planning you're in charge of you know communicating to the family the details like whatever mm-hmm. whatever you feel like you're able to give or not give yeah. um give people the opportunity and they may not do it the way you wanted them to do it or the, yeah. the most efficient way or whatever but um just continually check yourself to say, am I doing this like out of a free place in me? Um, and if I feel like I can't ask this or that, why, why can't I, Mm -hmm. um, there's no reason why I can't ask or offer or say no. Um, and so maybe if you say, no, I can't do that. That means everyone's not together at the holidays and that's sad. Yeah. (laughs) That may be sad for you, but if no one else is willing to step up and you still feel 
true to yourself about not doing it at your home this year for whatever reasons, um, that's the cause and effect of it. You know, to say like, I still think this was good for me to say no because of what I'm protecting and valuing. And yes, the consequences are nobody else steps up and that's kind of sad, but we, we make good out of it. Um, and maybe it gives you an opportunity to have a conversation. You say, y'all, <laughs> well, look what happened. You know, let, next year, let's talk about this. And yeah. um, let's figure out a different way. If this is truly something we value as good, everyone being together. But but that's another question, too. Do we even want everyone to be together? Like, maybe we just do it because it's what, yeah. So, you know, just asking yourself, is this all coming from a place of, like, real depth and values and, and freedom? Oh, okay. Sorry. One more question yeah. that has come up a lot. Politics. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel yeah. like... midterm election. Conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. the last few years of my family have been... I have felt like the mediator. Oh, yeah. It is not fun. How can you... I mean, because it seems like some family members are just waiting for that moment to talk to their sibling who's not doesn't agree with them and they're yeah. just ready for it and they've got their little, Voted. like, yeah. articles printed out and they just want to have a conversation. <laughs> it's like, how do you just... I mean, my opinion is we should just not talk about it at the holidays. Talk about it any other time, but I feel like the holidays are just not the place. I don't know. Do you yeah. agree or disagree? No, I agree. This happens in my family, too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, how how do you shut that down? Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes with any. Poor Sarah. Anything, <laughs> We're like, here's little, all the horrible hard questions. Um, yeah, because my instinct is to just shut down, too. Um, but, yeah, if you want to talk about it ahead of time with them, you know, again, find that safe person and say like look let's not do this you can try that um but yeah it just comes down to how are you going to react what is your reactivity in those moments where someone's you know pulling out the articles or trying to make a point or whatever um for you to if you want to engage make sure that's a free choice in Mm -hmm. you that says I'm choosing to engage with this Mm -hmm. conversation because you know I'm fine with it I'm not like compelled or obligated or sucked in or manipulated in any way Mm -hmm. my only goal is to engage with the people I care about and or not engage and if I choose not to engage then to kind of maybe load yourself up with you know your phrase or whatever you're going to say even if it's just like uh this isn't for me right now or like you know we can talk about this later or cake anyone or whatever you want to say (laughs) but um that's just your way of saying um, my boundary is to not engage with a loaded conversation that I don't feel comfortable with. Yes. And you can straight up say that if you want. There's nothing wrong with saying it. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, if you say it with your actions or your words. And you can walk away. Be okay with it. Yeah, yeah just yeah. walk away and say, I'm going to go take a walk outside or whatever you want to say. And it does. It just makes sure it's not reactive. Yeah. And, of course, it's hard to control that. But, right, right. Um, just check yourself and say, I am not allowing them power into my brain to mm-hmm. decide for me what I think and feel and do right now. I'm not going to be sucked into it in a way that is now beyond my freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm starting to feel that like twinge in me that says I'm uncomfortable, this is not within what I'm, you know, feel okay about. Yeah, then the cause and effect is I I step back, whether that's physically or emotionally or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And people will probably look at you funny or Mm -hmm. say weird things or, you know, think they won the argument or whatever. That's fine. But um, again, that's theirs. They can think whatever they think about it um, as long as you feel okay with the choice you've made. Yeah, Um, that's good. 
Yeah, that's all you can control. Walk back in your fence, shut the gate, and build a wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yes. Just a fence, not a wall. Yeah, just, just the fence. Except for occasionally a wall. Sometimes yeah. you need a wall. Political conversations over the Thanksgiving table, I want all the walls. Well, yeah. that's true. I mean, if it is truly, like, harmful to you where you're like, this is not healthy. Like, I maybe I do need that wall for a minute to say, this is in no way going to be helpful for me to engage with. Right. Um. Yeah. Good. That's really good. Was yeah. there anything else? Anything else you want to say about boundaries? Was there anything you said at the beginning that we were like, I'll talk about that later. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lisa, I think we talked about general and then we said we we're going to move to family and we did. And we so. got to family. Yeah. 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 So. Cool. I think we're good. Yes. We know. Well, thank you, Sarah. Yeah. So my pleasure. Thanks for being <laughs> yes, here and good. talking through boundaries. Good stuff. I'm going to re-listen to it. I know. I feel like I need to stop. I need to prepare for, for the holidays. So I'm going to like re as I'm editing, I'm going to re. Yeah. And the book is really good about having chapters, specific chapters, like a family chapter, a marriage chapter, a kid's chapter, a work chapter, you know? And so, yeah, like you said earlier, Rebecca, if you need to reference certain sections, that's helpful. And, Definitely. Uh, but I, I'll, maybe I'll just reiterate one thing, like baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> so don't charge really into the holidays with like, things are going to be different this year. And I mean, yes. a- unless you feel safe to do that, like you've truly developed, <laughs> worked your way up to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be gentle with yourself yeah. Yeah. and your family and um, be clear but yeah, keep see your, yeah, well. see them as humans. <laughs> One thing that always helps me when someone's really making me angry is to picture them as a baby. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. picture them as a little fat baby in a diaper. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, I have Aww. a little compassion for yeah. you. I, yeah. It sounds okay. like a joke, but I'm not joking. Yeah. I, I just picture people <laughs> as like hurting, you know? Like, yeah. Just because like I'm hurting too. Oh. You're hurting. I can join with that. I can't join with, like, your anger and aggression. Yeah. But I can join with that with part. Hurt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, just remember that everybody has their own struggles and stories. Mm-hmm. So let's take the holidays back. We don't want to do... Our culture has those two narratives. It's either that, like, everything's perfect if you buy this title runner and it's beautiful and the holidays are excellent. Or it's like, yeah. the holidays suck. Give me some yeah, wine. So yeah. let's be in the middle in the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> parts of it are beautiful and parts of it suck. And right. that is very human. So it is. Yeah, yeah. human condition. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, Sarah, for being here. And we will see you guys soon. See you next time.